morning and good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marvel Movie Talk right here on the Geekscape Network. Very excited to be coming to you from the Garden State, New Jersey, uh, where we are deep in the throes of celebrating Hoagie Fest. So please, for those who celebrate, happy Hoagie Fest. Uh, Down below, where he can always be found, below deck, the one, the only, Michael X. Shirley. Michael, hello, good to see you. Good to see you too. And uh, the uh, our own resident outbreak monkey, uh, the uh, patient zero, Eric Connor. I'm glad we don't do this show in studio. How are you feeling, sir? Yes, unfortunately, I'm patient zero point zero today, and uh, uh, and maybe I'll take this off. Hopefully, I don't get anyone else infected. Or if you want me to put it back on, that's fine too. But yes, hello, me and my COVID. Wish you well. And, uh, you know, we were talking beforehand, and uh, Michael, when you found out that uh, Eric had COVID, do you remember what you said? I said that's so 2022. Yeah, but Eric does pride himself in uh, always having the previous season's designs. But we're talking about all the current things. Actually, we're not, because we're starting off in uh, one, of my, one of my favorite decades, the 90s. So we're going to talk about all the spoilers in uh, episode two of Secret Invasion, but in that conversation, we'll reference the big spoiler from the end of episode one. So for some reason, you thought you could uh, avoid that by jumping into this episode. It'll probably come up. Uh, anything else that might be spoiled. Uh, I, I'm starting to get a real M. Night Shyamalan vibe where every episode has to end in a, oh, no, you didn't. Oh, yes, we did. Uh, but uh, what, what I'd, I'd like to just always start with uh, everybody's thoughts on the episode. Michael, last week you liked the episode better than I did, better than uh, Nate did, and you were Team Eric. Where are you this week after episode two? I will say, like, I was, I, I watched it, like, when it came out, like, it's two here or whatever. Yeah. And uh, by the, it was, like, eight minutes from the end, and I was, like, falling asleep, and I, I was like, okay. But uh, I, I think that kind of wraps up my feeling about it. They didn't. They didn't earn your uh, your awareness, your <sighs> awakeness. Uh, no, it was, it was a little bit of a snooze fest. I don't know. Uh, I really did like the scene with Olivia Coleman, but other than that, yeah, it seems like she's uh, your girl when it comes to this yeah, show, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I do appreciate it starting in 1995. I think that's arguably the best year in human history for music. Um, was that was that I, the the first the first Spice Girls and the first Garbage? I'm just trying to figure out what happened. That, in well, that's. That's Crash the year test I dummies saw were on the radio. <laughs> yeah, I, I, when I was nine years old, I saw garbage in 1995. Yeah, all right, uh, it's pretty Are you awesome. Yeah. yeah, I just saw them last like week. Uh, oh, look at you! Well, look at you showing off. Oh, at, at 49, yeah, yeah. I saw them. Ah, <laughs> uh, oh, it all comes full circle. It, it led me to this question. I think I like missed something about Nick Fury's eye. So, like, did the like people at sword fix it or something mm, no i mean it looks like it has ever since uh it got scratched out well you know? he can see out of it now right that's why he's not wearing the eye patch he could 
I I don't know. I I mean, he just stopped wearing the eye patch. I mean, they made a big show of him setting on fire, and it's like kind of dead looking, you know. So I don't know. Maybe he's got. Oh, I watched it on my smaller TV, so I didn't. Oh. I can't. I didn't really get a good look <laughs> at his it, dead eye. They... Well, I like they fixed it, but it's a different color. So it's like, yeah. oh yeah, no, sorry, we're all out of browns. Uh, you like blue? They blue, they, blue they were going work. they were going for either a David Bowie or Max Scherzer vibe, I guess is what it was. Or an Australian Shepherd. The, all all these things are possibilities. Um, yeah, I think uh, the story for me continues to be mostly interesting. It's moving along, but um, I mean, at least, at least last week some stuff blew up, um, but. If you like watching uh, digits extracted by classically <laughs> trained members of the Royal Shakespeare Company, then this at least had one scene for you. Uh, Eric, your thoughts on this episode? I realized that I actually recently bought this for my kids. It is a uh, Mace Windu oh. drink featuring uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I left the price tag on. But look at yeah. his for, eyes are sort of like oddly dead in this as well. So. Um, yeah, this th- I, I saw this and I, I literally st- stood trying uh, to looking at those eyes for thirty seconds. I'm like, I think I need to buy this. So uh, I his eyes working. Uh, you want to draw an eye patch on it, Michael? Uh, I want to draw some cat scratches. Cat scratches oh, okay. in color cat blue. Scratch. Cat scratch fever. Anyway, fever. Eric, go ahead. What did you think of the episode? I was worried we wouldn't name drop name drop that song. I, I I'm I'm agreeing once again. Michael Shirley and I have been teamed up. Our cycles have lined up once again. I it was a step backwards this episode for me. I, I think I I was gonna say I think it's the episode could have been called Plot Mechanics the episode because literally but could it be so Plot much, Mechanics yeah. with an X on the end so it was a little bit more hip? Yeah, of course. Um, like okay. Michael yeah, X Shirley, yes. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I think they spend a lot of time explaining, which is one of those words in writing. Like explaining is kind of like a kiss of death kind of word. So it it was like that very long scene on the train, and and then this whole like, why don't we call our friends? No, 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 we can't call them because uh, we don't don't have the budget. Yeah, we don't have the budget for them. We we know why you can't call your friends. Right, right, and. You know, that being said, it gave us, I thought, two or maybe three legit moments being Olivia Coleman being maybe two of them. Uh, her scene, she is she is such a godsend of an actor. And just anytime she shows up in anything, it instantly becomes better. I mean, she is absolutely fantastic. I love and I love that scene because it's a scene we've seen a million times. Benny, who? Um, yeah, a little bit of a step back. I, I do like. What some of the road they laid here, I thought the end was kind of fun. Uh, we'll talk about that too, I'm sure. But uh, yeah, we'll get we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll get to it. Well, you, you referenced uh, well, you referenced not uh, snakes on a plane, but uh, snakes on the train, as it were. And uh, you did do a, a callback to uh, one of uh, my wife and my favorite film series, uh, before sunrise, before sunset, and. One of them is before midnight. I think I said them in the wrong order. And I think I got them. Uh, so uh, some very nice work here uh, where you have taken uh, Fury and Talos in, the, uh, in the, the roles of Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke from Before Sunrise. Uh, and uh, they really did get to spend a lot of time getting to know each other. Uh, That's a I, very long scene. Um, but didn't you want to know about uh, young Nick Fury playing Doctor? 
in a way that the story actually didn't. I mean, yeah, he's like, well, my mom knew when I was lying and what I wasn't telling her. So tell me something. Um, that was a long build up. It was a long build up, but uh, you know, I uh, also, you know, he's supposedly hiding on that train and trying to not be found. And uh, you go and kick the shapeshifter off. But if he puts that hat on, right, nobody's going to recognize Nick Fury. Uh, that, does that sound fair to everyone? I almost think that maybe that speech was like they literally like, oh, shoot, uh, I, I dropped the pages here. Uh, uh, Sam, uh, just uh, make something up. Yeah. And he did like a monologue from uh, one of August Wilson's plays. And it, it just was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. We'll keep going. Yeah. Uh, so. Uh, and in in the chat uh, across the pond, Craig Robinson, are we live yet? Never know if my phone is being yes, crappy. This was a while ago, but don't worry, your phone is not being crappy. Kimmy Egan says, "Hey, Marvelites, great to see everyone. Uh, we we have a quorum of uh, long term membership in the Marvel Movie Talk chat, so uh, very excited to have everyone here. Um, I did find the pacing to." be as deliberate as the way I just made that statement. It was, uh, it plotted. And I don't mean with a T. It plotted along. Uh, if you like people sitting at a table talking, this is definitely the episode for you because we have the scene with uh, Fury and as Michael calls him, fake Rhodey. Uh, you know, uh, oh, talking a lot. Don't um, get me I, started. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I, I have a, I have a, uh, I was going to say, I have a hot take on that. It was a pretty cold take on that scene, but we'll, we'll talk about it in a moment. Um, and uh, it's, it's a lot of exposition. There, th- there needs to be some stuff that happens. We got some, some backstory. They're building up. I, I, yeah, I, I'm going to need something next week. I mean, it does. You, you don't even have to try and hire like established actors to play superheroes. How about some new superpowered character? Just something. You know, uh, their plot seems interesting. The the plot of the scrolls, I guess they are trying to devise super scrolls. Uh, you know, when we saw uh, Talos's daughter looking, you know, some of the different species on that, uh, you know, uh, that I don't know what that was, a Commodore 64, but maybe it was like a Commodore 94 because it was a little bit more advanced. You know, you could see some of the species and they made sure Groot was right at the oh, top. Yeah. yeah. So. So some point we're going to get a half squirrel, half tree, half pig. So man, bear, pig. But, you know, there's all these things that we need to see coming forward. Uh, Kemi Egan says, I enjoyed this episode more than last week. How hmm. many squirrels are living amongst sure. us now? There is definitely one squirrel on the show, um, but uh, we're not going to tell you which one it is. You're going to just have to guess week to week. And by the way, every week it is not going to be the same one of us that's a squirrel. Kemi Egan with a theory here. Rody is definitely a scroll. I was wondering that maybe it is entirely possible. Um, it, it's the scroll they could afford. So. Yeah, it's it's not the scroll we need. It's the scroll we deserve. It's the scroll we can afford. Yeah, it's the scroll we can afford. Yeah. Um, well, but, that would uh, be Terrence Howard, but whatever. I don't think you. I, I don't think they can afford him in a different way. You know, I think that there might be some production overruns. The budget might uh, spiral out of control. But he would share some interesting theories that uh, that he has. You know, when the camera stopped rolling. Um, I my my thought on that scene with Fury and Rhodey, since we we're talking about it, 
um, is, uh, I feel like I can say this as, as a white person, boy, it felt like it was written by white people. And, uh, you know, it was just like the idea that Rhodey's a scrawl makes it a little bit better, but here's my real question about that scene. Remember how it ends and Rhodey's like, you're being escorted to the airport. Oh yeah. And then he's just sitting on a bench outside afterwards. Oh, for me, the, the like the punctuation was when I'm out, I'm always in. Wow. I, like, I cracked up when he said that. It was just very snakes on a plane. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, yeah. I, I believe I referenced next week. Uh, sorry. I believe I referenced last week that uh, he was tired of these motherfucking squirrels on his motherfucking plane. And he wants to make sure. Uh, yeah. Because uh, even when I'm out, I'm in. I'm like, I'm really I'm, cringe. I'm, I'm talking like when I played doctor. <laughs> oh. So, oh. It was a yeah. Callback. That is a callback. So uh, I, yeah, I mean, the I, I love, you know, I, 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 Michael's opinion notwithstanding, I like both of those characters. Uh, I like these iterations of these characters. I liked seeing them interact. And, you know, there maybe there could have been a little bit more. I wish I could help you from Rhodey. But boy, if he's a scroll, then uh, it, it adds up a little bit more. I guess we'll see in the weeks ahead uh, as to who is and is not a scroll. I was, I said last week I was banking on Olivia Coleman being a scroll, and uh, I'm not going to abandon that just yet. I'm not, I'm not throwing in the towel on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because she cut off the finger of a scroll. Um, she could be part of the resistance, I guess, of yeah. the scrolls. Right, exactly. Um, what do we think about um, the uh, meeting of the heads of state and Shooter McGavin? Uh, it, what did you think about that, Eric? That, uh, you know, the, the, the great Shooter McGavin was there uh, along with uh, the, the head of NATO and uh, UN Secretary General. Um, I, I think that scene should have been at a Red Lobster as a callback to Happy uh, Gilmore. Shooter, Shooter, you said we're going to go to Red Lobster. We're going to go to Red Lobster, right, Shooter? <laughs> That would have been fabulous. I, I mean, that was kind of fun. I mean, there was definitely some nice little. I mean, the, the mob element of this was kind of like played pretty broadly. Like, there's that scene, which could have been from any number of mobster films. There's the the rub out in the park. Yeah, and then also the scene we talked about earlier. You made sure to uh, let us know how it was uh, reminiscent of Heat. Except, uh, you know, one thing I noticed in this because I was. I was getting a lot, of course, a lot of heat fights. In large, because I realized this was, and please jump if I'm wrong. I think this is the first time Don Cheadle and Samuel L. Jackson ever had a scene together. No, I can't film. think. I can't think of one. I'm going to turn to the chat in general, but specifically, Daniel Drew. <laughs> have they ever had done a scene together before? Uh, you know, maybe they've like talked on comms when Rhodey's in the suit. You know, uh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I don't remember seeing them together. Let us know if anybody remembers seeing them. Yeah. Uh, it's certainly if they have done it before, it's not many times. Yeah. And one thing I, I realized and what because I I even was like, oh, I'm totally getting heat vibes. And I did this little thing. But then I was like looking at that scene. There's actually no two shot of them that's done medium. There's like a kind of a wider shot. But even um, then, I get the sense maybe they weren't on set together. Yeah, well, yeah. they could have they could have had very different uh, availability production wise. Sure, that's possible. Yeah, and 
And so, yeah, no, I think that moment, but, but it, it, in some ways, though, it was, ex I realized, like, again, the things we take for granted with these shows, those are two fabulous actors and seeing them share a scene in a superhero story, you know, some ways can't be denied. And, and, and Christian, I think you put it very well. Uh, I, I don't know how much truth was floating around in that dialogue. I think there was attempts at truth, but yeah. it, it might've landed a little better with the different writer than the one they had. But that being said, they made a real moment out of that, d despite the maybe the dialogue's uh, broad strokes. Like, I think they, yeah. they're such interesting actors, the two of them, that, I mean, just imagine if it wasn't them in that scene, how it would play. Like, if it was just yeah. uh, other actors. And, you know, and I think that's the thing this show sort of relies, in the second episode, I felt like maybe relied almost too heavily on. The fact that you do have for absolutely terrific leads or for terrific actors. Uh, I don't know if you'd call Olivia Coleman a lead, but for terrific actors, sort of top line. And they're, they're able to carry scenes, like even that scene on the train, which went on way too long and like sort of didn't go anywhere, despite the fact they're on a train, ironically. And yet they're so good that you almost want to believe it. It's like when Robert Duvall showed up in... Um, was it a deep impact which uh he he was so brilliant because he would say his lines really soft so you wouldn't hear them right. so you didn't realize how bad the dialogue was um <laughs> so again yeah, these guys they all elevate this production so much but it, it it is definitely uh it felt like it was just trying to put pieces together in not a particularly dramatic way the scrolls powers i, I i've gotten more confused with every time i've seen them in the, the marvel cinematic universe like they go around shooting guns. It's also like, don't they have like powers? Aren't they like? Well, I think that that's what we're getting at is that they don't have the powers. And that's sort of what this top secret project is, is that they're trying to give them some kind of powers. You know, they're, I guess they're stronger than humans. They can shape shift. Uh, the one guy's like, I'm going to break these chains. And it's, uh, well, clearly you're not. Uh, <laughs> but I agree with your earlier point that we have. Uh, in the cast, we have four terrific actors and Amelia Clark, uh, Craig Robinson in the chat earlier. He said, uh, were they both at the Stark funeral? Probably Nick was way in the back, but, I, but we're sort of wondering if they'd ever interacted before. Um, and uh, Dan, if Daniel can't think of it, I'm going to take that as uh, if we got a memo from uh, Kevin Feige's office that said, no, they've never been in a scene together because if Daniel can't remember it, uh, then it probably didn't happen. Uh, Daniel says, I wonder what the point of the Skrull Council taking those positions with nothing malicious planned uh, until graphics plans. Yeah, I mean, I guess that they're, it's, they're playing the long game. And uh, the, uh, the one dissent, who, was that the prime minister now? I, I, they, they were all... No, he I, was no. in charge of NATO or something? No, like no, that? not the guy that they punched in the... The, lady, the Indian the lady. The lady who they actually let walk away. I was just like, well, clearly she's going to get shot in the back of the head at some point. Okay, yeah. now, she's on, right? now she's on the phone. Okay, so she's going to get shot in the head. Oh, she's getting in a car. The car's going to blow up. I'm like, that lady's not dead? So She's the only reason I might believe olivia coleman's character is a scroll yeah 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 yeah. that's uh but uh the the reveal if she is a scroll the reveal will come at the end of an episode <laughs> yeah. um and uh yeah um what are how are we feeling about uh about amelia clark's ca character talos's daughter 
you know, she's like helping. She still kind of believes in the cause. She's got a little bit of doubts. She doesn't mind snooping around, but she'll still deliver a dirty bomb. And who was it, though? It wasn't that dirty. It was a it was a lightly soiled explosive device. I think it was just a bomb. Yeah. Although the numbers they mentioned would be a little more. They said two thousand people. They said two thousand people, and I was like, "It looks like twenty extras got paper cuts. Two thousand yeah. people died." Yeah. I, Show me. Don't tell cool. me, Marvel. It, yeah. it turned out there were two thousand people in the one floor of that building oh, that we just yeah, didn't see. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. All right. Yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know what, what are your thoughts on, uh, I, I, I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. Amelia Clark's character. Uh, it's, uh, Go it. the gods, it, not to be confused with Goyim, which is something very different. Is it not Eric? <laughs> Cause if I asked you what you thought about Goyim, we would, we'd have to end the show when you were done with your answer. So, um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll ask you first, Eric. Uh, what do you think? Like, uh, I mean, I think they're doing oh, a America. decent job of showing her being cl- conflicted. You know, I'm so underwhelmed by her, and, and to the point where I, I have to tell you, and, and Michael, last time I think you you were talking about her hair, like I, mean, I, I believe I was the one who criticized oh, I'm her sorry, hair. Thank Kristen. you. <laughs> what? It's, it's not enough. It's called black cast. Um, yeah, that they're I mean, not, this, not this show. Not this show. Oh, that's true. Black cast is dead. Long live the geek. Uh, yeah, long the short. I, I, Brought I, to you by Hoagie Fest. What they say? What do the kids say? This or whatever. Yeah. Um, anyway. So, I, I, it's a waste. I mean, like she's a legit actor, and I, I've never, a, a, I've a, never a, seen it, but I, but I'm told she's a legit actor. Yes. I mean, Game of Thrones. She was good in that, and she, but she doesn't even look like herself in this, and. They've given her so little in this episode in particular. I mean, like nothing to work with. Yeah. It felt like she just was kind of sitting there in the car waiting, and you know, I'm going to get out of the car and she yeah. starts speaking. shoot this guy like, in the head if I don't show up. Yeah, you know, it just sort of thing, yeah. I, what I mean, like they. I am sure her character will pop a little bit more later because I don't know why she would have signed on to this. She has options. I mean, she's still getting some pretty legit roles, so. I, I'm very, I'm left befuddled and bereft about her. Yeah, well, you know, uh, she uh, has always been able to inject life into franchises, including Star Wars, Terminator. And, you know, I mean, when she arrives on the scene, so I'm sure she's doing the same thing for Marvel. Talking about Gaia, Kami Egan says she doesn't have enough lines or interaction with Fury or the rest of the Skrull faction yet. I like her. And hope she'll be a main character in the next episode. Uh, I, I, I've, I, as as Madonna asked us all to do, I've opened my heart to her, and she has not uh, come inside yet. It is she's she's not worked her way back to me, as Frankie Valley would say. Michael, what are your thoughts other than the uh, the questionable hairstylings of uh, a creature who can shape shift to look any way they want? I think she's a crappy franchise girl. <laughs> I, 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 I've only ever seen her in Rogue One. Uh, I wasn't. Well, she was in. She was in Solo, but I, I know what you're thinking. Or yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever. Same thing. 
Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh, uh, there's there's whole YouTube channels that uh, that would implode on the concept that Rogue One and Solo are the same movie. But this isn't one of those channels, so we'll move on. Uh, I, I don't. I guess I've just never because I haven't seen her in a ton of stuff and just know her as someone that's like in every franchise thing. Uh, I'm waiting to be blown away by her bomb ass acting. You're really proud of yourself, aren't you, Michael? You really are just like, you printed that out and you put it on the fridge with a magnet so that mom and dad can come down and look at it. And you're like, look what I did today. And it's like, that's a great job. And you know what? At least these two daddies up here, we're very proud of you. Uh, Daniel Drew says uh, she has whatever loyalty she has for the cause, but that reveal about her mother shook her. So maybe she's just collecting in information, investigating for now. Uh, and I think that uh, I think she's very cautiously questioning what she's believed in for all this time. But she's not throwing it in just because, you know, her, her dad showed up. I think uh, we're going to get a flashback with her kind of like growing up a little bit. Like, yeah, because uh, we don't really get much of what happened in between. And I feel like they have to kind of explore that with a character like her. Yeah. Uh, in the in the chat, there was a, a, a few minutes ago, there was a conversation about this project that the Skrulls are working on, which you were talking about. So Kemi Egan's asking, are they trying to create the Super Skrull? I, I don't know. Is the Super Skrull tied up in Fantastic Four rights? I don't even know how it works. So they'll probably have like a super-powered Skrull, but maybe they don't call him that. But Daniel points out that they are trying to get those resources. And he lists some of the things from the screen. We referenced Groot, Extremis. He refers to Black Dwarf, whom he refuses to call Cull Obsidian and that one Frost Beast. So uh, Daniel... Uh, much better at uh, reading and retention than I am, even though I only watched this like two and a half hours ago. So, uh, yeah, I think I think it's definitely is. Was it fascinating in the episode? No, but the most intriguing part of the information we were presented is like, all right, I want to know more about what this is. What are they trying to do? You know, and uh, this is a great time of any. I mean, are we in agreement that they're trying to create some kind of super scroll to be part of some new scroll army? I'll ask you first, uh, Eric. It, it, I mean, it feels like that would at least give the season some shape. You know, if they actually have a pretty legitimate, tangible scheme, which is to, in essence, like, be more than whatever they are now, which is a little stronger than man, maybe. Yeah. Uh, they can shapeshift. But they, I, it, it's something that was really strange for me. I don't know if you guys bumped on this, too. It was like, so... The government knew about them for a long time. Nick Fury knew about them for a long time. And yet somehow Nick Fury and Rhodey never, I don't know, discussed this. Yeah. It, wow. It, it, it was it, it, just one of those things that, again, because this was plot mechanics with the X episode, like I, I, it, it was just one of those, like explaining away a big plot hole with one sentence that yeah. just, didn't really explain anything away. If anything, it made the plot hole for me seem larger, like became like a sinkhole, if you will. Like it, it just, uh, I, I, the logic of our, the good guys here it doesn't really feel very logical. 
and the lack of communication. I, I always get annoyed with that in writing when something could have been addressed and probably resolved with a single line of dialogue at some point, and it never was. So I, I, the idea of the Super Scroll is exciting. The idea that maybe, gosh, I hope beyond hope that we get one of the A-lister superheroes showing up and it turns out they're a scroll. That would be a mic drop kind of moment, but I don't think we're getting that. I mean, unless it becomes Secret Invasion, unless the, I don't know, um, maybe the Armor Wars movie is that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, and I guess the argument will be if uh, that isn't Rhodey and that's just a scroll, then maybe Rhodey actually doesn't know about the scrolls, which would actually make sense, you know. But a scroll knows the, about scrolls, so knows right. to, ha- to talk to And a scroll in an Iron Man costume? Okay, that would be interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and uh, Daniel Drew is uh, theorizing that, uh, you know, they would probably have one power per scroll, which, yeah, I mean, I think that the the super scroll is the exception, not uh, not the not the rule. Um, what, uh, I, oh, sorry. So Daniel Drew also points out, and I'm realizing that I need to double click on these comments on, on this page as opposed to my own, because I'm like, why isn't it up? Oh, because I have to double click. Uh, Fury isn't great with communication when he isn't in space hiding from the world for years. He did spend a lot of time in hiding. Uh, I mean, clearly, you know, we're going to need to know more whether we see Carol or not. I would expect not. We need to know, like, okay, what kind of progress did they make or not make in an attempt to get the squirrels their own home world? Uh, Michael, I feel like they sold the squirrels a bill of goods that uh, they did not deliver. You do some spying for us because I'm going to be too busy to spy. We're going to go look how far out into space she can go. She's going to find somewhere for you. And, uh, oh, uh, our bad. We, we didn't um, we didn't find anybody. So uh, sorry, but thanks for working. Does that that seem like a a decent job of encapsulating what happened here, Michael? Yeah, but I don't. They're wanting like this whole new planet that's never been discovered all for themselves. And they're like, we want it in 25 years. Like, what? It's like, uh, it might take a while. I don't know. Uh, I kind of want Captain Captain Marvel's got to be up to something good because. She's just busy, 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 busy all the time. And I want to know what she's doing. Yeah. They they explained that, remember, in uh, the second event in uh, Endgame. Endgame, yeah. There's a bunch of other worlds that don't have. On the comms or whatever. Yeah. 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 That'd be funny if they actually had a line where she goes, uh, oh, so, uh, Carol, how the scroll planet, how's that coming along? It's like, oh. Shit, I'm so sorry. Uh, I, yeah, I really thought I have really yeah I really thought I'd cross everything off my to do list. Uh, you know what? Color me embarrassed. I I, I don't know. I I'm, right now I'm gonna go uh, get to that. Uh, so the uh, the member of the scroll council that they let walk away kind of uh, made the good point that uh, perhaps we'll we'll see reflected in future episodes, which is. You know, that they lost the war, not because they were willing to fight, but maybe because they were too willing to fight. And everybody's like, yeah, uh, yeah, all right, that's enough. Uh, we're going to go fight, right? And um, I guess uh, I guess we'll see. Do you feel like uh, Gravik uh, suspects Gaia? Because he does keep, for somebody that he keeps really close to him, 
he really keeps her out of the loop on uh, almost everything. Really, he doesn't. Yeah, he, he has a lot of conversations, you know, uh, off to the side and uh, wait in the car, shoot that guy in the head if I don't come out and all that. Uh, what do you What do you think? Do you think he suspects her at all, Michael? I don't think he. I think because of who her father is, he's never going to sure. fully trust who she is. Uh, I don't. I just don't feel like we really know enough about these characters to really speculate too much. I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's it's not feeling like a superhero show to me right now. Boy, boy, ain't that the truth. Uh, Daniel says uh, it's a bit odd that she couldn't fun, find them a planet in all this time or even a few years after 1997. Now, remember, probably right around then. Carol was uh, like with the rest of us, just so worried about Y2K that she probably lost a few years in looking for a squirrel home world. She really <gasps> thought she was going to lose all of her emails. Like every single Napster and Kazaa file was going to be corrupted. <laughs> they would have thought that it was 1900. I know where she's coming from. All right. I lived it. But it is a good point. It's a lot of time. And you'd feel like they oh, could have, I don't know, they could have found. They could have found something, right? A I mean, planet even if it's a comport can support life. Yeah, I mean, well, we haven't fun. found it yet. Uh, <laughs> we, we don't fly at the speed of light or whatever. Uh, I mean, speak for yourself. She's got to uh, sleep. She's got to find a place to rest her head. Yeah, that's true. I don't. I don't know. I think that's that sounds like more of a work for like a Picard, like people on like a spaceship, like not one little woman flying around the universe. I don't, I don't know. I think that's a lot to ask of Carol. I mean, she just got to find a pilot. Yeah. I mean, sorry. She has to find a planet. She doesn't have to actually, you know, build the cities and everything. She could be no. like, yeah, this one's fine. Yeah, it's so, it, like Michael, flying funny, to other you... galaxies. Girls I gotta mean, sleep. They they make it look like it's really easy for her. You I know? Guess. So which, which is it? Is she like one of the most powerful beings that's ever been created? Or does she she need a nap every few hours? <laughs> maybe it's a real estate market thing. You know, maybe <laughs> she put out bids and she got outbid in, in this yeah. kind of, you know, housing crunch of uh, 1997. I mean, we don't know. Yeah. It's funny you brought up Star Trek, though, Michael, because it, it, there was... Uh, was it the Star Trek reboot when they brought back Spock and they had this whole explanation that like Spock found this way to cure this dying planet and he flew it back there, but he got there too late. And yes. so that means the guy is hell bent on a very specific revenge yes. uh, involving going back in time to grab Spock. And it, yes. it, it's one of those like the broken promise at the center of a, a, a villain's logic to me is, is look what, I, what I've shaky. what I've learned from all the movies I've seen him in. You don't want to cross Eric Bana because uh, he will come looking for you. And uh, that's, that's what happened in that Star Trek reboot. Uh, all right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk about the, uh, the big ending. We see a, uh, a scroll lady who knows her way around the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, then Fury uh, just lets himself into the house after he inexplicably got away from the Secret Service and sat on a bench. Uh, uh, you know, still, still something Weez that wheezing, I, mind you. It wasn't like he ran yeah. away. He yeah. went on the bench. 
I know. Uh, well, you know what? They probably cut that scene out because it would have been too exciting. Would have been interesting <laughs> to watch him take out like four Secret Service agents. Or he ran like up. four steps and then got tired. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that might be a little bit more likely. That's fair. It could have. It could have definitely been that. Uh, but uh, and then the reveal that uh, Fury's gotta gotta put the old wedding ring back on, and uh, and so my first question to you, Michael. Does he know he's married to a squirrel or is that something they told us? And he just thinks he's married to a lady. What do you think, Michael? I think that he knows he's married to a squirrel because if not, he probably wouldn't take the wedding ring off. It probably just, it's easier to like not talk about her because she comes with her own set of baggage. I mean, I can't imagine him being on the down low. So it's kind of like, uh, I mean, I, I guess I could, t- I guess I could see him wanting to protect a human wife and just leaving her out of it. But to leave and be gone for so long and have a human wife, I don't know. That doesn't quite jive with me. Right. No, I, 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 I agree with that, but I wanted to sort of see what you both thought. What do you feel like, Eric? Do you feel like he knows that he's, uh, a, he's cohabitating with a shapeshifter, which uh, is my favorite John Lovitz movie. Uh, my wife is a cohabitating shapeshifter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that made 25 bucks in the theaters um, opening weekend. Yeah, I, I think she, I think he knows. I mean, cause his knowing she's a scroll would, kind of explain a couple of his actions along the way, including his disappearance, including his time spent on the ship. You know, so I, I, I yeah, no, I think he knows. And if if you saw, uh, uh, Christian, I did notice the artwork when he first walked in, and I had so many thoughts for some reason about that. Yes, I'm glad uh, you reminded me of that, uh, because I, I, I wasn't, like, looking down away from the phone or anything, but I uh, it just didn't register with me, and uh, I know that uh, you're Eagle Eye Connor. That's what we call you around here. You caught uh, some of this. So uh, what, are, what are your thoughts uh, for our uh, visual audience? Uh, what are your thoughts on Where, the artwork? And maybe for, describe for, it a little bit for our audio audience. Yeah. Uh, attention, wireless listener. Uh, yeah, this is basically – it's actually a series of pieces from Matisse, but at first glance, and once she it turns out she's a scroll and they're together – I actually, for a second, like, is that Alien Kama Sutra? And then I got really deep into <laughs> thoughts. It was 2 a.m. I'm, I, I got, I'm, I'm COVID-brained. And then I started thinking about, like, okay, alien sex. Like, if he knew, if he didn't know, what happens there? How do they have sex differently? I was thinking about Cocoon when uh, Steve Goldberg <laughs> had sex. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Wilford Bromley, who was 41, I think, when he filmed that. Um, oh, and yeah. and so, like, I had so many questions, but yes, this is actually the work of Matisse. Uh, Look at that okay. booty on the left, or oh, is yeah. it booty? I, I hope if it's not booty, then someone's got a real problem with their scrotum. Oh my goodness, Eric! I wasn't ready for that kind of talk this early in the morning or afternoon, depending on where <sighs> someone lives, but. Uh, yeah, no, it is. Look, I mean, they show it to us for a reason. It, it is definitely a choice, you know. So, I mean, he even uh, looked at it. Like he stopped and he like eyeballed it for a moment. Like it wasn't just background production design. He interacted with it. Very true. 
Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that uh, we've, I just wanted to make sure. I know I didn't, well, because she's Michael's favorite, I feel like I should probably use your other image, uh, oh, even though we already moment. talked about it. Yeah, it's just because it's her, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I mean, it, it raises a lot of questions. Uh, people in the chat are uh, saying that they didn't think about the fact that he might not know that uh, it's a squirrel. I, I assume he does. It was just uh, something that occurred to me after uh, the reveal, and it could be interesting. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this looks like a a good invitation to a party uh, for our audio audience. She says, "Well, now that's confirmed. Let's party." I like now the we... title of this picture that Eric gave it too. Olivia, Olivia Col oh yeah, Olivia Coleman's a boss. Oh yeah, I can't make the title larger. Yeah, and, yeah. and she's holding the severed now green yeah. finger. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, and again, we've seen so many torture scenes. Uh, I mean, I can't even. The show Twenty Four had like two a week, uh, for all seven, eight seasons. Look, but I was worried about how yeah, poor, poor Elisha Cuthbert was hiding from a mountain lion for like four weeks of uh, of real time, and uh, you know, yeah, and, and I'm so glad that uh, that that she was uh, was was safe and uh, and all that. Um, anyway. Yeah, I think uh yeah, Daniel says that uh his wife is there in the in the flashbacks uh you know in in the flashbacks yeah, of the 90s. Was. Uh which uh is uh you know, remembering the 90s is very much in vogue. Uh I, I hear tell there's a uh there's a a YouTube show that will be all the rage uh with uh Cardiff Electric and Bedabler uh trying to remember the 90s. So keep an eye out there for that. Uh Daniel Drew the way they change bio biologically until changed back, sex would be the normal human way, I assume. And not I brought that comment up. Right. <laughs> oh, I'm on the road. I don't have my bell. You would have gotten a bell for that. I'm so <laughs> sorry. I don't have one. But um, I, I will raise this this decorative uh, salt shaker to you instead <laughs> of, in lieu of a bell. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think it's, uh, you know, look, there's definitely some interesting things happening here. Uh, I wish that there were more interesting things happening. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm reserving judgments until the, the, the series really picks it up. And especially, you know, when we're at the end of episode six, we can look back and we can talk about the pacing. It's tough when these are week to week. I know we're all spoiled by, you know, it, it would have been really easy if all six of these were already there a couple weeks ago. But uh, it would be less fun to be able to do shows like this uh, if we did it in that manner. Um, so, uh, you know, I'm interested. I, I can't say I'm it's not a thrill a minute. But I'm intrigued in the stories that they're telling. There's answers that I want. Uh, so please reveal them in a way that is interesting. And uh, uh, I don't think this, but Cam Eager wants to know, do we think Fury is being scrolled? Now, do you, are you saying that not knowing <laughs> that his wife is a scroll or that he's a scroll? Because it would be kind of a weird reveal if it turned out Fury was a scroll at this point. Because... That wouldn't make any sense at all. It wouldn't make any sense because of the way he's acting. Yeah. We see too much of him for it to be. A yeah, story. like a long. Olivia Coleman, we could definitely, we could get the big reveal. We could have gotten the reveal that Maria Hill was a squirrel, but we didn't. We got to, we got to meet her mom just in time to say goodbye to her. That was 
That was a real like drag of a scene. I mean, her daughter died. What do you want? You you want uh, rainbows and kittens? It just seemed like we didn't need it. Like yeah. whenever any other any other person's died, we didn't have their mother coming up there. Well, you know, giving them the what for. <laughs> and I, and yeah, I, but I, I think it, you know that was just to, that was just to reinforce that this is all Fury's fault. And what are you going to do about it? I agree yeah, with you. I don't know that we right. We, and, yeah. and also because their relationship was already very well established, even in this, if you only saw Secret Invasion, it was already really well established in, in the first episode, much less all the other times they've shared the screen together. So, yeah, yeah. That, that was a moment that was, you know, and the acting was fine, but it was just wholly unnecessary. I agree. Yeah, well, as, uh, as, as, as always... All we could do is wait for next week and see what little morsels they're going to feed to us then. And uh, our expectation is that our show will will be back at a full complement, and we'll be back at the regular time next week. It'll be the uh, the fifth of July. Uh, but uh, for for our friend Craig Robinson across the pond, it's just the fifth of July. For the rest of us, we're all going to have uh, firework hangovers. But uh, you should expect to see us on that day. And uh, we'll talk more Secret Invasion. If uh, you're watching the uh, archive version, leave comments below. I'll uh, check back during the week and uh, we'll have some fun. Uh, let's go have this thought from William Walton before we go. Given there are now a million scrolls on Earth, everyone in the show could be a scroll. Everyone in the MCU could be a scroll. I don't think that's going to be the reveal, but the, the yeah. potential that it could be is where this could get really interesting. So uh, I guess we'll have to see. But uh, until our next show, Eric, where can people find you? Well, 4th of July, I will be uh, live tweeting uh, about the hot dog eating contest oh over at uh, Count, er I, I won't. Count Eric Connor, Twitter and Instagram and hanging around Facebook if you dare find me there. Your, your Joey Chestnut fan page will be uh, in full swing. I, 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 I won't lie to you. I've watched that pretty much every year for yeah. almost two decades well, now. Well, especially like, because on the West Coast, it's on at like like 9 a.m., you know, so it's very easy. Yeah, and then you wake it, up, uh, it's yeah. the best. And and it also right. means I won't eat. After I watch that, I'm not hungry. Like, I watch it, and then it, like, means I won't become too glad. I disagree. I immediately money. dip my hot dog water, uh, my hot dog bun into some water, and I inhale it in a second. Uh, so you and I see the world in completely different ways, but – that's why the show works. Michael Shirley, where do people find you? <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at I hate Michael Shirley and on Twitter at Michael X Shirley. Uh, thank you, Michael. And of course, as always, I can be found on Twitter and Instagram at Christian DMZ. You'll find me there, and uh, you can find me, as of today, the most current episode of Who Are These Podcasts. It's called uh, Rude Tales of Magic, where we review a uh, comedically improvised role-playing Dungeons & Dragons-style game oh, by people with no comedic instincts and uh, very poor improvisational skills. Uh, and uh, I chose it, so you're welcome. But, of course, we also have the Blackcast. We've posted our uh, Flash episode of the Blackcast. We've posted our Across the Spider-Verse. 
And uh, as of yet, I have not recorded an episode uh, talking about Jennifer Lawrence's No Hard Feelings. I will not do a whole episode on it, but I enjoyed it. It was fun. It, was, it had some good laughs. So uh, if that's all you're looking for at the movies, then uh, there you go. That'll do it. Uh, and, uh, you know, Indiana Jones comes out this weekend, and I think I'm the only one who liked it so far. But uh, go try to have fun. Maybe you'll like it. That's what I say about this show. Try to have fun. Maybe you'll like it. But you can find my personal podcast, Blackcast, on YouTube, B-L-A-D-T-C-A-S-T. And speaking of Flash, the most recent episode of the Geekscape Book Club, uh, myself and Garrett Brioni's talked about Flashpoint, uh, the series, compared it to the movie. Right over here on Geekscape, you'll be able to find it. Anywhere Geekscape can be found. Daniel Drew, I'm seeing Indiana Jones tomorrow. Of course you are. Daniel sees everything the Thursday it comes out. I love that. I, I I always I usually go like Friday morning once my kids are at school. But I love seeing stuff right away. And I, about this show, Kemi Egan says I was hoping it was eight episodes to draw out the relationship between Talos, Gaia, and Fury. Kind of hoping for four episodes so we can condense that uh, relationship. But I know what you're saying. Uh, can't wait to see where it all goes. But uh, that's all the time we have for now. We'll see you next Wednesday. And as the great Stan Lee would say. Excelsior! You're listening to the Geekscape Network.